I kind of fell in with the wrong group of, of friends and ultimately my grades suffered, which um, forced, forced me to move back home to Parkinson Hills area and spend a semester living with my parents and going to Oakland Community College. Um, the deal I had made with my parents was that if I got good grades at OCC and uh, I could return to Western Michigan, which I did, um, but I learned a lot from that experience, uh, what my priorities should be, uh, I should choose my friends more wisely, um, and it really gave me perspective on how I should be living my life. Welcome to Waking Up to Life with Rabbi Josh. It's a podcast built around conversations with members of our community who have found a bit of enlightenment in their lives. While these events may not seem life-changing, the conversation will reveal how those moments shape the way my guest sees the world. It's an informal conversation along with a few insights from Jewish tradition, and it may just change your life as well. And if not, it's just 18 minutes with me. So, l'chaim, to life. Today, we welcome Mitch Barnett, the co-founder of the Detroit Urban Hockey Foundation to the show. I'm so excited to have you here, Mitch. I'm really looking forward to our conversation. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. So while you grew up in the Detroit Jewish community, your moment of enlightenment, the moment that sort of changed your life didn't actually happen here in Detroit. It happened in Kalamazoo, Michigan, when you were a sophomore in college at Western Michigan University. So share with my guests uh, briefly the story of your experience. Well, um, yeah, so as you mentioned, I was a sophomore at Western Michigan University. And at the time, I was just a kid out there um, plugging along, but I kind of fell in with the wrong group of, of friends and ultimately my grades suffered, which um, forced, forced me to move back home to Parkinson Hills area and spend a semester living with my parents and going to Oakland Community College. Um, the deal I had made with my parents was that if I got good grades at OCC and uh, I could return to Western Michigan, which I did, um, but I learned a lot from that experience, uh, what my priorities should be. Um, I should choose my friends more wisely. Um, and it really gave me perspective on how I should be living my life. And looking back, I think that moment probably set you up to change course a little bit and to move in a different direction. So what was the impact in, in the long term for that moment? Yeah, so I, I started school as a journalism major um, and then, you know, came home and really uh, was trying to figure out what I wanted to do. I ended up taking a uh, web development class at OCC that semester. And when I went back to school, really tried to focus on learning different coding languages so I could do the other side of um, communications ver or uh, how should I phrase it, um, front-end development. And I assume that with that, that 
career in communications and in computers, it's important that you are able to talk to people and to communicate with them in a way that can actually be understood. And I wonder if that's part of what happened in that moment for you, that you learned a different way of communicating with the world around you. Yeah, I think I would think so. So what is it that as you look back is sort of the most important takeaway that others, because clearly you're not the only student who has been challenged with a bit too much partying and maybe a struggle to keep grades up. So what what's the lesson that you learned that is the most powerful thing you take away today? Um, I think that, you know, the best lesson to take away from my experience is to take your time, learn at your own pace. Nobody ever said that college had to be completed in four years. You know, do what's best for you for your educational experience. And there is such pressure on students today to get that internship and be in the career path that they want to be in. And I recently read a statistic that more than 70% of college students actually change majors or change colleges during the course of their education. So uh, to your point, I think it's important to be able to, to make that change and feel free to do so. But I assume it's also affected other parts of your life. Has, has that attitude changed the way you relate to your family or your friends as well? I'm really thankful for to my parents for for forcing me to move home because if they didn't care the way that they do, who knows where I'd be right now? You know, so their support and and their drive to to make me the person that I am now is is something I'll always be thankful for. I love that. Uh, you know, for me, as I hear you talk, I'm I'm thinking about a Jewish phrase from the rabbinic tradition that says, Lo it's not incumbent upon you to finish a task, but we are not allowed to give up. We are not allowed to not work towards the completion. And so while the path may change along the way, I think that using the lessons of life to change the way we deal with people and moments in life is really something that uh, is strengthened and supported by Jewish tradition. So has it affected your business career as well? Have you, have you had a, a few movements through the business world as you've gone through a career? Yeah, um, I've, I'm currently working for uh, the S SME, uh, Society of Manufacturing Engineers. It's a nonprofit organization. And I've worked at a few different jobs since I graduated, but um, the education I've been able to have in my career has allowed me to do other things outside of my full-time job, which has been a really fun opportunity for me. And speaking of those outside engagements, you are, as I said in the introduction, one of the co-founders of the Urban Hockey Foundation. It seems like uh, a strange thing because we don't see a lot of ice in urban centers around the United States. Tell me and our listeners a little bit about what the Urban Hockey Foundation does. So we're a nonprofit organization. We started in uh, October of 2020 during the pandemic. Um, Clark Park is our main partner. They're the Clark Park Coalition founded by Anthony Benvenides. Um, and, you know, in the city of Detroit, there used to be nine outdoor operating ice rinks uh, going back to the 60s before the riots. Clark Park is the only remaining outdoor ice rink. 
And now with um, Jack Adams Ice Arena no longer being operational, they're the only youth hockey program left in the city of Detroit. So as our, our nonprofit's role is we provide equipment, the ice time, uh, all at no cost to any kid in the city of Detroit who wants to come learn about the game of hockey. Hockey is a really expensive sport for uh, people to play. So people in lower income areas don't necessarily get those opportunities. Um, one of our goals for the Urban Hockey Foundation is to find outside, uh, ice time outside of Clark Park because as it is an outdoor rink, they only get you know, December, January, February, really to use that ice. So that's three months out of the year. So our goal is to find other places for them to go throughout the rest of the year to continue to play hockey, whether it's in Dearborn or Lincoln Park or St. Clair Shores or Gross Point. Uh, we wanna be able to find that spot for them to go um, the rest of the year. And I assume that part of the mission of the foundation is to use the lessons of hockey on the ice to help those kids grow off the ice as well. So how, how do you see those hockey lessons and maybe the lesson you learned in your young adulthood affecting the lives of other people on and off the ice? Yeah, I mean, hockey is really, you know, I, I played growing up, but um, I really started to get back into it a couple of years ago. Um, and I've been able to create friendships through playing and those friendships translate to off the ice as well. So, you know, creating that sense of community is really important to us, uh, especially in the Southwest Detroit area where a lot of people, you know, necessarily aren't seeing their parents. A lot of the kids who come necessarily haven't seen their parents in a few days or not, they're not they don't know where they're getting that next meal from. We wanna be able to help those families off the ice as well as on. So it's a sense of consistency, but also I can't help but think that hockey itself is a metaphor for life. The ice is slippery. It takes a talent just to be able to skate. The game goes by very, very quickly. And there are a lot of moments where you have to change course and, uh, and go from skating forward to backwards. And I, I, I assume that that connects to you and your experience in college. Absolutely, I would definitely say so. It's so an above is, your own, yeah. And is there something that you, is there a story of, of, of a person without giving it away any names, but is there something you've seen happen with one of your student athletes that has really struck you as a moment where you've seen another person go through a similar kind of transition? Um, not that I can say off the top of my head, but there, um, I haven't really, because of the pandemic and us just getting started, we haven't had too much contact with the kids themselves other than right now really raising money to keep the lights on at Clark Park. They did not lay ice this year. Uh, because of COVID-19. So it's the first time since they really put all the money into revamping the rink at Clark Park since they haven't had any income. So right now our main focus has really been to just keep the lights on there. Um, but I can say that there have been some success stories that I'm aware of of kids who have come, come from Clark Park. I don't know his name off the top of my head, 
but there was one player who was playing in the minor leagues of the NHL who came out of the Clark Park program. So there have some some successful stories that have come out of there. And it's phenomenal to hear you talk about it and see that excitement of the future, that once we are able through the foundation to turn the lights back on and get ice laid and have it maintained through the course of a winter time, it will give a proving ground for young people in the city of Detroit to be able to use their skills on the ice and then apply them off the ice. And I assume that the lesson is exactly the same as the lesson of your life, which is don't give up, understand that life takes a time of process. And as long as you keep persevering, in the end, you can and will achieve your goals. So I guess that brings me to the next question for you as an individual. Where are you going next? What do you see for yourself, not in terms of specific career, but what, what are you looking for in your lifetime where you think you'll apply those lessons you've learned? Definitely want to create a sense of community where I live now. I'm, I'm now a resident of the city of Detroit. I live in the university district area where, you know, things are improving, but there, there's still a long way to go. Um, we recently joined our neighborhood association, which is a new thing in this community. Um, so you know, speed bumps are getting installed, really working with our neighbors to try and improve the area. So uh, it's, it's been exciting. I think it's incredible to hear you make that connection to the city of Detroit that can learn the same lessons, that this is not going to be easy work to reclaim a sense of prosperity in our city, but piece by piece by piece, if we continue pushing forward in the end, what happens as a result of that process leaves us better than where we were before we started. And, that, and what a great lesson for all of us to learn. So as we're coming towards the end of our conversation, uh, I wanna ask you a question that we've asked on this podcast to all of my guests. Is there something right now that you're reading, a book or an article or a television show that you're watching that is giving you a bit of insight into your own life right now? Something that's exciting and, and sort of pushing you forward. Um, I think uh, I'm currently reading the book Lonesome Dove by Larry McMurdy, and um, it's been a, a fun read. It's, I've been reading it for pleasure, but just it's about uh, a cattle drive going from um, southern Texas all the way up to Montana. But just the the grit that goes along with that type of work, I can apply to the things I've learned in my life where, you know, to get where I am now, I've really had to work hard. So, uh, yeah, I think yeah. I love that it's a work of fiction, but clearly uh, is something that I think reflects the values of our modern day lives. Uh, before we say goodbye today, uh, you want to take a moment to share with us a website where we might be able to learn more about the foundation? Yeah, absolutely. The website is www.urbanhockeyfoundation.org. Fantastic. www.urbanhockeyfoundation.org. We'll put that on the screen so that people can see that as well. And uh, looking forward to hearing stories of great success with the foundation. Mitch, it's really been uh, a pleasure to have you share the story of your own personal enlightenment and how 
those moments in college have pushed you to be a better person, maybe more patient and uh, willing to move forward through life, even with the obstacles that stand in your way. Uh, is there one final comment, one final moment that you'd like to share that uh, our listeners should hear? I would just reiterate the fact that you should take your time and really you know, focus on what it is that you want to do with whether it's in education or your career. There's, there's no rush. Nobody there's, I feel like, as you said, there's a lot of pressure on people to get their degree in four years or get out of college and find their career and, and work at a job for 10, 15 years before moving on to something else. It doesn't have to be done that way. You, you have to be able to feel out your own path. So I think that's a really important lesson to learn, especially in the midst of this pandemic. I think that uh, we're so eager to move quickly to the next phase. And yet, having a little patience, recognizing that we control our own destiny is something that all of our listeners can relate to and will help us become better people. So it's such a pleasure to have you here. Thank you for joining me on this podcast. I am, I'm so appreciative of your time. And to all of our listeners, we hope that you will join us in future episodes so that you can hear the stories of members of our community, connect with the messages and the lessons of life, and yourselves wake up to life. L'chaim.